0: My name's Josh. And my name's Brett. Welcome to Hapticast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number 22. My name is Josh Tull, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts, as always. Hello, Brett. What's up, everybody? Uh, what's up is. Nothing. Nothing is up. I'm very tired. I had a busy weekend this weekend. How about you?
1: Yeah, same here. I mean, uh, we're recording this on the day after Halloween, so I saw you a little true. bit yesterday and uh, true, you know, we did that. So watched a movie. But I know, yeah, this morning, I know you had some stuff you were doing and you couldn't, uh, you couldn't record till a little later. And that's what we're doing now. So I feel mm. you. You're very busy. Happy November. Yeah, happy November. November first.
0: Yeah, November first, and that means. You know, we got ten days until consoles come out. The Xbox Series X
1: still haven't gotten a shipping notification at all for that, or my PlayStation.
0: And where? where so, where'd you get both of yours from? Because I got, so I got my PlayStation. So I pre-ordered. Sony. What's that? I got my, I got my pre-order through Sony, and they emailed me this week. And was like, hey, it's gonna process. And then my Xbox so through Amazon.
1: My, I have okay. So here's the deal. I had two Xboxes. I pre-ordered. I had to secure right. Um, <clears throat> I just did that to make sure I got one. I didn't, because I didn't trust the retailers I was pre-ordering from, and I didn't know what I was going to get. So I pre-ordered two. I'm going to cancel one, or I'm going to send one to a friend. He's going to give me the money for it. Someone who couldn't secure uh, an Xbox. We're going to do that. So I ordered one through Walmart. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I, there was three Xboxes. One of them already is canceled. I got one through gotcha. Walmart, one through Amazon, and one through. I forget. Amazon. Regardless, those are the two I pre ordered from. And then the PlayStation 5 I pre-ordered from Target. Gotcha. So Oh, it was GameStop for the Xbox. GameStop Target. and Amazon are the two I have. And then gotcha. Target for the PS5.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I um and your Amazon stuff an update cuz mine actually updated this last this past week, both my the PS5 that I have on there that I'm getting for Christian um and the uh Xbox Series X that I'm getting for myself.
1: You got me checking right now. And yo, it's so weird. I just it just said Walmart. I got a notification for Walmart literally at 4:13 and it's 4:13 right now.
0: Wow. So, yes, it is.
1: That's weird. Um uh, I'm going to check right now.
0: Um it says order order received. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not worried about the Sony one. That will be here on launch. Um, Yeah. Jesus, maybe fucking before launch with the way, (coughs) how early I got my headset and shit. Um, And then the Series X, I'm not as worried about getting it on actual launch day. Um, And, you know, the Amazon sent out those emails where they were like, hey, you know, it's probably not going to be there on launch day or like there might be a shipping delay or whatever, you know. But
1: Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of getting your headset early. Mm
0: hmm
1: just want to say big shout out to everyone that did check that video out and big shout out to you, Josh, Me. for recording that video. Yes. Very smart on your part. And I, I wanted to say record it. Yes. An extra thing here. We're both wearing our, our new pulse headsets. We are
0: wearing our pulse 3d audio PlayStation five headsets.
1: And on top of that, we also got a PlayStation five media remote in the house. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it to focus or not. Uh, the yeah. brightness is a little high there but as you can see and i see it. we got a little ps5 media remote it's got disney plus netflix spotify and youtube so
0: gotcha gotcha no, right. plex. no plex no Plex. Button. the one we would use the most even though ugh, dude i'm still so pissed off about that the fact that uh, so that was okay so for those people that don't know we use plex a lot for media sharing ourselves i won't say you know. what that's a secret but you know we do some media sharing through plex um and you know i pre-ordered when i got that playstation pre-order and i went through to get my console and all my accessories and stuff i did the media remote and then it came out a couple weeks ago where they were like hey here's all the media apps that are going to be there at launch um and plex wasn't there and i use plex a lot and that's the only reason i got the remote i was like fuck it i'm just going to cancel the remote then i don't need to spend 40 bucks on it if i'm not going to really use it you know um And then they came out, like, literally the day after, and you were like, hey, there's going to be a Plex app at launch on PS5. And I was very mad that I canceled it, because I can't do anything now. I mean, that's probably it for it, so.
1: Yeah. I mean, your your non-purchase of it, your cancellation of it, was more so a protest, I think, because you could literally still use the remote for Plex eventually when it if 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 it wasn't there and you could use it for netflix and you can use it for everything just because it doesn't have the button there for it and there's no app no
0: i know i know know. you're absolutely right but i'm just i'm abysmal you know yes yes sure um but yeah so we have the consoles the new consoles coming out um in a couple days here xbox is the 10th playstation is the 12th um and yeah it's gonna be exciting
1: it is gonna be very exciting i'm excited Mm -hmm. as fuck.
0: So before we hop into it, you had any updates on me for me, on me, Uh, any updates on me about what you're consuming?
1: Updates about what I'm consuming? Yes. Uh, So I'm gonna do a different, a different turn than usual. Uh, I think last episode or the episode before that, I don't even remember at this point. You 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 threw books in. and You were like, "Here's some books I've been reading." Yes. Well, I'm gonna throw music in, Josh. Music I've been listening to. Yes. So on Friday as of the time we're recording this, Bring Me the Horizon dropped their new album, uh, Post-Human Survival Horror. Correct. And holy shit, what an album. Correct. And that's what I've I've been listening to it nonstop uh, while I'm working here at my desk, uh, while I'm driving. Uh, it's just... And last night, I like showed the whole album to my girlfriend and let her listen to it for the first time, and she loves it. So, mm. um, you know, you and I are big fans of Bring Me the Horizon, more so their newer stuff, not so much their older stuff, which is the Absolutely. opposite. Right. Of what a lot of people feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw them live together a few months ago. It was a fantastic show.
0: Pre-COVID, yes.
1: Pre-COVID, that's right. So I'm very, very uh, excited for when they finally do tour again in the United States. They have a tour for the um, for Europe next year in the fall. Hmm. And I don't think we're going to get anything until 2022, if that's the case. I mean, yeah, I don't so. blame them. This
0: country sucks. So
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I've been listening to that. Um, very cool sounding record uh, a lot of Linkin Park influence which is awesome so uh, so yeah I've been doing that and I just picked up actually No More Heroes 1 and 2 uh, mm. they both surprise dropped on the Switch um, yeah. there was like a little mini direct that I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet but it was just about No More Heroes 3 and during the presentation they were like oh yeah by the way boom No yeah. More Heroes 1 and 2 that's cool so so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start playing those very shortly. Uh, apparently, they're the definitive versions of the games. They didn't leave anything out. Mm-hmm. Uh, any DLC, which I don't think there was much, but any DLC is included. Uh, so I'm really excited. I'm a big, huge, as you know, Suda51 fan, and I've never played No More Heroes. And that's ridiculous, because it's probably his like most famous game that he's done. Right. So, right. You know. so yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm going to be uh, sinking my teeth into so yeah what about you
0: yeah uh also listening to bring me the horizon i do love the album specifically the song by um that they did they collabed with baby, baby metal on uh, king slayer yes which is really more so baby metal collaborating with them because it's basically just a baby metal song with like Ali Sykes singing a couple times
1: yeah so um, i actually real quick about that song i yeah. i watched some behind the scenes stuff because, like i said i've been listening to it nonstop. Yeah. Uh, I watched some behind the scenes stuff and Ali said that that song specifically is about being like politically active and uh, being the Kingslayer is, you know, are you actually going to stand up to oppression? And specifically, he mentioned the United States and our president uh, and standing yeah. up. And when the time comes, will you be the Kingslayer? Will mm-hmm. you step up? Will you, you know, practice what you preach?
0: So right. that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I haven't looked at any of the lyrics um, yet for anything um i've been listening to them a lot but yeah that's cool i got you yeah um this album is a lot of that i mean when parasite came out it was parasite eve came out it was like oh okay yeah
1: yeah and he he says that this album was like supposed to be a cyberpunk futuristic type of album um the first track they made for this album was luden's which is the song that was in uh, death stranding right and they wrote the song with you know death stranding's themes in mind but it was also about like you know connection with people and being able to hold hands and shake hands you know um and he he says in the interview that i watched like i didn't realize that when we wrote that song i was going to be writing about a few months from now i was writing like years from now in the future we're not going to be able to uh shake hands anymore we're not going to be able to communicate with each other because the world's going to be fucked He's like, but I didn't realize it was going to be in just months after the song was released. So that right. kind of led the whole album to take the uh, the thematic journey it did mm-hmm. with COVID and the pandemic and all that. So
0: yeah, and it's it's cool that that Death Stranding came out when it did because it came out this time last year, almost like November December ish, right? Um, yep. And then just a couple months later into twenty twenty, you know, everything happens where it's like, oh, this like is kind of like imitating what's going on right now. I mean, in a much more extreme sense. You, but you know what I mean. So, um, you there? I yeah. I lost you. Yeah, I'm here. I lost I, you. My, I've been talking. My We're shit good. froze. That's all, all good. Right. Um, no, I was just saying Death Stranding is, uh, it came out at a unique time and it's very, you know, congruent to what's going on right now. Not as, not as in, in, so extreme, but, you know, in that kind of sense. Absolutely. Um, Halloween was yesterday. I watched a lot of Halloween movies, um, a lot of really good Halloween movies. We watched Trick or Treat again, which is a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, yeah. Um, we watched some horror shorts that weren't too great. Um, and then last night, I watched two movies that I've wanted to see for a long time. Um, didn't know anything about them. But uh, one movie called Pumpkinhead, which is like an 80s like monster movie. Uh, that's really cool. Um, and then the other one is like, I actually forget what the fuck it's called now. Something, The Night of the Devil or something like that. Um, I really forget what it's called off the top of my head now because it's like a very similar title to a lot of other movies. Um, But another 80s, like Cars, ghost slasher-ish type movie. It's, they're, they're cool. Um, awesome. And then besides that, I mean, last week, to be honest with you, besides playing a little bit of Pokemon here and there, I, um, the DLC, the Crown Tundra DLC, I just worked on that Phasmophobia video a lot, which was a lot of fun, um, yeah. to do. So if people haven't checked that out, please do, because we put a lot of work into that. Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Very That's cool. It. That's it. That's all I got for you. For that. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Brett, I mentioned that the console generation is coming to an end, obviously, right? Yep. Um, and with that i just wanted to generally and it doesn't have to be like this big expansive thing and like it is we're not ranking things it doesn't need media super in depth but i wanted to maybe chat about just what are some of our favorite games of the previous generation of this generation um, now that we're rounding it out maybe just a couple off the top of your head talk about it okay. what do you got
1: yeah so like from like 2013 on right yeah i'd say you know i really didn't play the uh, dark souls series up until this gen uh, they were on the 360 yeah. with dark souls 1 and 2 but i'd say bloodborne uh dark souls 3 you know those are two great games in my eyes mm. um really got me to fall in love with that with that whole type of game which is now a genre almost in itself dark yeah. souls clones you know right um so bloodborne dark souls 3 i mean listen this is gonna be years as well probably god of war what a cinematic uh awesome game mm-hmm. One take. The whole game is one take. Yeah. Uh, give or take, you know. Maybe they they hide some cuts here and there that you don't really notice. But goddamn, what a what an fucking awesome game! God of War is absolutely. Um, what else? Those are like the heavy heavy hitters in my eyes, anyway. So you want to? Oh well, okay. I got one: Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild.
0: Mm,
1: That's mm-hmm. it. These are games that aren't like. It's not Sony or, or Microsoft, but, it, it, you know, it came out during that that time frame. So, yeah, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Legends of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Crossing. What a, yeah. Animal Crossing came out at a perfect time. They couldn't have timed it better. Yeah. Pandemic starts, lockdown starts, you can't go anywhere. And you got right. this game where you could just go around and explore this virtual world and make friends and, you know, build a house. And it, what an awesome... What an awesome experience we got to uh have with that game i agree that's all i'll say uh yeah what about you anything (laughs) um
0: i mean i would say a lot a lot of things the games that i would say are also on your list and obviously there's ones that we're gonna forget because you know it's seven years now so it's a lot of games yeah we're kind of
1: just off the top of our head we didn't write anything down or prepare for this yeah
0: no um but uh for me um, I would say my favorite game of the generation is God of War, uh, hands down, yeah. um, across all platforms. I mean, it it redefined uh, for me what uh, cinematic storytelling in games could be um, and how immersive that game is um, and the character development. Um, that's, the, that's like one of the few games this generation where I'm like, wow, this, this pushed boundaries like storytelling-wise uh, in the video yeah. game sphere. It's boundary storytelling-wise in general. Um, Persona 5 um would be up there for me too um persona 5 royal as well which unfortunately i have not made it through yet again those games are so long and i know it's the first the first like three quarters of persona 5 royal are almost essentially the same as persona 5 like regularly um but there's like new characters and stuff going on but apparently it really changes towards the very end and with the whole added dungeon um but definitely persona 5 uh breath of the wild my first zelda game that i ever played there's a lot of firsts for me this generation too um breath of wild was the first zelda game i played uh new horizons was the first animal crossing game i played um yeah. let's go eevee was like the first pokemon game that i beat um and i know it's like kind of kiddy and very simple but um i really enjoyed it um yeah like you it's the first generation where i played any dark souls games um and i love all of them bloodborne um the aesthetic of that is at the top for me dark souls 2 uh, scholar of the first sin specifically um which is one of my favorite dark souls games i like i like each dark souls game for different reasons um but that's the one that finds like a nice balance f- between everything for me yeah man i don't know I, I mean i could go on for quite a while doom
1: i was just, i was gonna say when you were done i was gonna say i have a few more and doom was I I can't believe I forgot Doom. That's awesome. Doom
0: 2016. Um, Have yet to play Doom Eternal, which I really shouldn't have even bought that game because now it's on Game Pass and I'm going to play it on the Series X. um, Yeah. Yeah, man. Apex Legends. I mean, we played the fuck out of that game. We played so much of that game. It's not even funny. Yeah, Overwatch. Overwatch played the fuck out of that game. It's not even funny. Um, Man, there was a a, a lot of good games.
1: A lot. A lot of good games,
0: yeah. Last of Us two,
1: Last of Us two. Last of Us one was at the end of the PS3's uh, gen, right? So.
0: remastered, Last of Us remastered could count, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah, dude, this uh, this gen was awesome, and you know, obviously, there's going to be big leaps in technology, and there's going to be big leaps in um, the kind of kind of games that release graphically and stuff like that. You know, with the 360 to the 360 era and the PS3 era to the PS4 and the Xbox One era mm. wasn't like a huge jump, really. Like games, it was games. They're kind of the same graphically. Yeah, yeah they got better, but right, right. Um, just this gen specifically just had bangers. Like I, I can't believe it how yeah. good games were.
0: I agree. Spider Man, fuck. Yeah. See, and, yeah. we we could probably do the of like a full thing in depth that we really wanted to, but that's I didn't want. It. I just wanted to kind of round out as we literally, I mean, we're, we're about to pass the torch, um, as they say within the next week or so, um, into this next gen, which is always exciting. Um, but it's, um, it's been really awesome. It's been an incredible generation. And I think now is a good time to game as any, um, it's been more fun, uh, to game than it ever has been before. There's more options, um, than there ever has been before, and um yeah you froze um,
1: you, you froze for me for like a long time there i'm sorry um,
0: i was still talking it's okay
1: so i know you said a couple of weeks ago that it would be kind of cool to do something for the game awards
0: yes mm-hmm.
1: maybe we could do um that and with that we could do a special where we you know do games of the generation not just game of the year but we go through a list of you know different categories. We go through the best games of the generation if that's something people would be interested in I don't know
0: yeah um, that'd be cool well we should definitely do something for the game awards regardless yeah, Jeff Keely, I agree. Jeff Kelly's hyping... well he always hypes it up but you know um, he's especially hyping this up and I think it'll be um, very entertaining especially now that you know there'll be new consoles out just kind of a month before they uh, they do the game awards and the fact yeah, that they're, ho- they're hosting it from like all around the world is really cool
1: you froze I'm sorry yeah um, <laughs> You keep freezing for me. I don't know why. This is what's going to happen during the uh, remote call. And like your video is a little glitchy too. You have little lines going through your video. I'm not sure what that's about. Um, I don't know. But this also is the Game Awards. It's also on the same day as uh, Cyberpunk's release, I think. So.
0: December 10th. Is that the day that Cyberpunk was pushed back to? I believe so, yeah. (laughs) Fuck Cyberpunk. (laughs)
1: Which which, uh, we're going to talk about.
0: Fuck Cyberpunk, man. That's all I can tell you. Um, but I mean, that's a good segue as any.
1: I think so too. So Josh CD project red released a statement that cyberpunk has been delayed again, even after the game has gone gold.
0: Yeah. So they said on Twitter, Hey everyone, today we've decided to move the release date of cyberpunk 2077 by 21 days. The new release date is December 10th. Most likely, there are many emotions and questions in your head, so first and foremost, please accept their humble apologies. Um, I'm not going to read the rest of the statement. They basically just go on to say, basically, their main crux and issue is that they're trying to optimize it for current-gen systems.
1: But it's ready for next-gen. They're
0: going to try to optimize it for current-gen systems and make sure it runs smoothly and whatever, man.
1: Serenity now!
0: Serenity now! Whatever. This game is such a fucking mess. It's a n- disaster. It's a nightmare. Um, they should be ashamed and disgusted. And let me preface by saying I don't care about like I totally am on board with delaying games if it means that your final product is going to be better, right? That's not my issue with this. I have no problem with devs delaying in studios delaying games so that ultimately their game is better. What's the that famous uh, quote from the Nintendo guy? um a, a a bad or when you, whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. the,
1: the famous quote from the nintendo guy yes i know a, you you're know, talking
0: about a, a bad game is bad forever you know a delayed game is good eventually or something like that i don't fucking know whatever you know what i'm talking close about. enough close enough S- something like that i'm paraphrasing um my issue with this is first of all it's bad okay you have delayed this game so many fucking times i mean this game has literally been in development for almost eight years and you have delayed it so many times people need to stop announcing release dates for games until like literally the game goes gold and they're ready to fucking ship it just keep your fucking mouth shut and every studio that owns or is going to fucking announce one of these games, big studio, small studio, just keep your fucking mouth shut until you're like, okay, we're confident about hitting this target. And I'm not saying that they weren't confident about hitting all their release dates, but it's a little ridiculous at this point that you've delayed it, what, 10, 15, 873,000 times, however fucking many times it's been? Just stop. It, just keep your fucking damn mouth shut.
1: I don't think it's been that many times, but yeah.
0: Um, it, just stop, man.
1: Yeah, I see your point here. Um, I so I'm on both sides. Like I can wait. That's fine. I can wait. You can wait too. Like we can wait. That's okay. Oh, I
0: can absolutely wait because I'm not getting the game anymore, so it doesn't <laughs> even matter.
1: No, the game's still gonna be good. It's gonna be great uh, as we're expecting it to be. You're right though. It, it you know they shouldn't launch or they shouldn't announce the launch date so far away because especially with a game like this, there's so many things that have changed during the development cycle. First, they right. say. You know, it's going to come out this day, then they delay it. And then they say, oh, no, mandatory crunch. And then guess what? There's mandatory crunch. And then even after they announce the mandatory crunch, they delay the game again. So I don't know. Like, listen, first of all, they don't deserve death threats at all. No. And there's people saying they're going to burn people's families alive and kill them and like they know where they live. None of that's acceptable. And if that's how you choose to react to this news, Uh, Please don't listen to our podcast because you're not the kind of people we want watching us. Come on, man. Um, But it is laughable. The game went gold. This has not happened many times where a game has gone gold and they delay it. Right. You know, Um, now, don't get me wrong. Saying a game's gone gold doesn't mean it's it's done. It just means that it's completed at a state in which they could put on a disc and start distributing
0: or
1: manufacturing copies. Right. Um what they're working on right now is a patch. Right. So I'm interested to see if when the game does come out if you can play it without an update without the without day one update and I'm curious to see what state the game is in because that's the state the game was in when they made the decision to delay it. So Right. That would right. be interesting if someone could, you know, delve into that a little later this year.
0: Yeah. Um and there's, a, there's another really abysmal part to this. Um, another really, really, really abysmal part to this story. Um, and that abysmal part is, Brett, <sighs> comes from Jason Schreier, who seems to be the just fucking fountain of information with everything abysmal in the gaming industry. And he said on Twitter right after the delay, um, Cyberpunk 2077 getting a three-week delay is unusual but probably won't change much for the developers, many of whom we're going to be crunching into December anyway for a post-launch patch. Um, and he says that he hopes reality is becoming clearer to those who try to deny it, whatever. He continued by saying um, a CDPR dev, so a CD Project Red dev told him that they just clocked a 100-hour work week, okay? And another former dev just told him that they saw some of their friends there and they looked, quote-unquote, physically ill. And then he asked people, kindly get the fuck out with the but-but-but-I-work-long-hours-too responses. There's another part to this, but I want to I hear your, your haptic reaction to that. <laughs>
1: My reaction to that is that we were we weren't wrong in our initial video we made when we talked about the the mandatory crunch. Right. Uh, you know, we knew this was going on. Jason Schreier was reporting that things were not good, um, right. and people were just ignoring that and reading the headline and saying, "Oh, you know, I crunch all the time in my job. Oh, I work long hours too. This is normal. It's not, and it's not- and it's especially not normal when you're." company head, your president of your company, says I promise, we're not going to mandatory crunch.
0: Right. But even if you think it is normal, it shouldn't be normal. It shouldn't. It's bad. It's bad. It's not conducive to a good, first of all, good work environment. Second of all, you're going to get extreme burnout. These people are literally fucking, like, killing themselves to make this game.
1: If you have to write, as the president of a company, if you have to write a letter to the spouses of your employees saying, I'm sorry you're not going to be able to spend time with your loved ones because they have to work longer on this game, that's a decision you shouldn't have to make that you shouldn't have to do that you know what i mean like right that's not normal
0: so sorry you broke up for a second sorry. um it's all good um and then the, the the other part of i feel like we've just been talking about cd project red every week for the wrong reason and it's just another iteration of the same abysmal fucking situation um yeah. and then he finishes up by saying that he found out that some of the, or he found out that the devs with inside CD Projekt Red found out the same time that they put out the press release. The same time CD Projekt Red put out the press release is the same time that their developers and their workers found out that the game was delayed. And there was an which, in, internal email sent simultaneously with the public tweet.
1: Which means that the employees had no idea the mandatory crunch was going to be extended another three weeks.
0: Right. Well, I'm to be fair... Jason Schreier said that they were probably going to be doing that anyway for patches and things like that, okay. but still, it's a now it's another it's another two weeks, or however fucking long the delay was, two weeks of initial crunch, right? And then they're gonna have to work continually after that for post launch stuff, you know. Yeah. So who knows how long they're and it's gonna it's going right into holidays through Thanksgiving into all the holidays at the end of the year. I mean, they're they are they're going to be working over the holidays, and you know things are going to break with the game. Things are going to happen. They're going to have to put patches out and stuff like that, and I don't see how that mandatory crunch would stop even through the holidays.
1: That's a good point. However, I don't know if they actually celebrate Thanksgiving uh, in Poland.
0: Well, I don't know, but I meant more so the end of the year I holidays.
1: I know what you mean. Christmas and
0: Hanukkah and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, really bad. Very bad, not good. CD Projekt Red is bad, and I don't like them.
1: And it's sad because before all of this nonsense happened, they were your favorite studio. You loved everything about them, and they're just making a lot of wrong moves uh, with with Cyberpunk.
0: Right. And my, my main crux of it goes back to like workers' rights and things like that. And like that, I wouldn't want to do it. And that I think it's abysmal that people are literally forced to do. It. I don't care how much money their bonuses. I don't care how much mo- extra money they're getting paid. Your company should not force you to work overtime. If you work a nine to five job, you should work a nine to five job. You need a work life balance. And yeah. even if just, they're ge-
1: they're getting paid and that's right, that's even besides the point.
0: Right. But it's still, it's like, it's not conducive to, first of all, their <laughs> mental health and their physical health too, literally. Um, but it's also just not um, a productive environment for them to work in. Absolutely. Anything else to add with that?
1: Nope, that's it. That's unfortunate, but hopefully we don't have any more news to report on next week.
0: I hope it, yeah. I'm just going to stop talking about it. Come on, man. All right, Brett, continuing with abysmal fucking studios. Yes. And I mean abysmal fucking studios that I hate, Mm -hmm. I loathe, I despise. They disgust me. Is
1: it 343?
0: it is 343 Studios, you're correct. What's wrong uh, with 343? A lot Oh, a lot of fucking things are wrong with 343. So listen, I know you're not a huge Halo guy, so let me just talk at you for a little bit, and then I want your feedback. Okay? okay. And then and then ahead. we can talk about my main thing that I'll get to. Okay. So, Brett, I'm no fan of 343 Industries, obviously. I think they are the worst thing that has ever happened to Halo. Um, and I speak that as a... I'm not like a hardcore, diehard Halo fan by any stretch of the imagination but i enjoy halo a lot um you know i'm a fan of sci-fi science fantasy um i think halo games are great obviously i love first person third person shooters whatever um and halo is phenomenal uh story-wise especially is what i like i never got super into multiplayer but it is a a fun little sandbox type of multiplayer thing um so brett halo infinite as we know was delayed right supposed to be a launch title with the series x and s delayed okay um and the main point of that is it was delayed because in july of this year i believe if you remember they had that showcase right where they had the first gameplay reveal of halo infinite right was supposed to be huge people were fucking freaking out about it. it looked like utter shite complete shit um the fucking and Digital Foundry by the way does a great breakdown video of this. I'm going to keep shilling them even though they have no idea who we are. But they do I love Digital Foundry. They do awesome in-depth like breakdowns of stuff um technical wise. Like they never really give their opinions about things. It's just like very technical focus, which is what I like about them. And they did a breakdown of it and basically to summarize what they said technically is the game looks like shit it's a piece of shit it's not optimized it's really bad there's like really terrible textures the lighting effects are bad and this is a major triple a fucking game this is the flagship franchise sorry of xbox i just poked my microphone with my nose
1: and it's the launch title for their new console
0: was supposed to be their launch title for well, new console? well that's what i mean uh, yes you know um they you, you think about franchises and their mascots I mean, Xbox, Halo, right? Master Chief. So anyway, um, that came out. There was really, really a lot of backlash from it. Um, People did not like it. The gunplay looked weird. It was like, it was just wonky, man. And if you go back and rewatch that gameplay demo, it's just very off. It's very off. Whereas Halo has always been really tight. This one was very off. Um, And to preface with this, I do not like any... Of the the games that 343 has produced halo 4 um while it's the better of the two main ones between four and five um that 343 developed um four is really bad um it is the traditional halo gameplay but they do something with the story um that is just so convoluted and terrible and they introduce this new like species faction whatever and they get rid of the flood i don't know if do you know what the flood is um, they get rid of that which are was like the first three games were kind of building to the flood like what are they like they're really weird you it's just fucking bad dude you're disgusted dude I really am disgusted and then there's Halo 5 man Halo 5 is one of the worst games I've played in my entire life Ooh. I mean I would fucking rather play the game version of Bird Birdemic than fucking play that game ever again in my life
1: That'd
0: be cool that game they take it was it, that game i would compare it for you brett is if call of duty had a formula right for gameplay that worked and felt really good for a really long time and then they were like nah we're gonna make it like a third person shooter like fucking top down like grid-based RTS. combat type thing which i'm obviously exaggerating but that game feels like shit compared to other Halo games. That game is actually more like Call of Duty than it is like Halo. And while I know people love the multiplayer for 5 and 4, but 5 especially, which the 5 multiplayer is actually good if you've played Call of Duty. It feels very similar. But the story is terrible. You're not Master Chief. And when you are Master Chief, you feel like you're fucking made of paper mache Okay? Which is not how Master Chief is supposed to feel. He's a fucking Spartan. Okay? You're supposed to feel like Master Chief. Anyway, what am I getting at, Brett? I don't know. Microsoft, okay, after they delayed Halo uh, Infinite, right, just this last week, Brett, the director of the game steps away from the project. Wow. Um, and I don't think more he stepped away as more so he was fired from the project. Really? So they haven't explicitly stated it, but they were like, he was like, I'm stepping down from the project or whatever, but he's still stu—he's still an employee at Microsoft, he's just not, I don't know if he's not working with 343 at all, which is what I would assume, and he's said he's exploring other projects um, at Microsoft. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so, his name is Chris Lee, he oversaw production of Halo Infinite at 343, okay, he was the director. Um, and this was last Wednesday. Um, and I think the game actually has a couple of different directors, but he was like the top director for it um and then also brett this is even more interesting because he is the second director of the game to leave the project in the last two years i did the most crucial time of this game's development right he is the second director to leave the project either leave be fired pushed out whatever it is okay he said specifically i have quote i have stepped back from infinite and i'm looking at future opportunities i believe in the team and i'm confident they will deliver a great game and now is a good time for me to step away End quote.
1: Yeah, aka, shit's not looking too good.
0: Now is a good time for you to step away? Now is a good time for you to step away. Or be fired. Or be pushed out. Now. When the game is fucking trying to come out, and it was already delayed, and it's being... Are you kidding me? Now is a good time. It's certainly not ideal. It's terrible. It's a mess. This game's a fucking joke. Okay, and if I was Phil Spencer, as soon as I saw the earliest version of Halo 4, I would have been like, nope. This studio is bad. Close it down. We just found him. Get him out. Close him down. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Out. You suck.
1: Yeah, and they they fumbled with the uh, Master Chief collection too. Right? He's dead. We killed him. Ladies and gentlemen. We got him.
0: Ladies and gentlemen. We got him. The Master Chief collection. Oh my god, dude. Such a piece of shit, man. I mean, that game was the buggiest fucking thing I've played in my life, dude. It was so bad. I mean, I played so I played it through the entire Master Chief Collection with uh, Sean and Stephen, uh, friends of ours. Dude, Sean and I were playing just for example, Halo Two, dude. It had a fucking glitch in it where, um, so Halo has checkpoints, right? So you get to checkpoints, right? And then if you yeah. die, you go back to that checkpoint, like a you know, arcade more type of layout. Um, dude, there was literally a glitch where checkpoints would get desynced. So every time somebody died, you would go back to checkpoint. But like Sean would be at one checkpoint and I'd be at a different checkpoint. So we were literally at different points in the level at the same time.
1: And you how did you resync it? One of you would have to go on ahead. No, we had like, to qu-
0: we had to quit out and restart.
1: That's really bad.
0: Yeah. Um, We had the the checkpoints in general were a really big issue. We had this one issue where we were on. The famous gondola level, dude. That's all I'll say. It's a famous gondola level. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. Dude, a checkpoint. Literally, we would spawn and just die. And we were playing on Legendary. Like, you would literally spawn and you would be dead instantaneously. Sean and I spent the better half of probably 12 hours trying to get past that. Because if we, had to, if we quit out, we, we were at the end of the level, dude. If we were to quit out, we would have had to restart the entire thing. Wow. So there was things like that that they really fumbled anyway sorry i got really sidetracked um but anyway so he stepped down he out he's out now um they microsoft said that he remains an employee of whatever blah 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 they're bringing in somebody now who uh is bungie actually and i forget his name off the top of my head but he's he who's ex bungie to finish out the game uh, and i actually trust him but i do not trust the studio um so I think his name is Joseph Staten. is coming in to take over. He worked at Bungie. He worked on the original three games. And I think he was either, I don't know if he directed any of them or if he was just a writer. I forget. Um, you guys can look it up. But anyway, so he's stepping in. Okay. Uh, but what I really want to get at, Brett is besides them fumbling the fuck out of this, right? I believe that when there was all the backlash, right from that July presentation or whatever it was that, At that point, and there's been reporting on this that when that happened, he was like kind of sidelined, and and whoever the CEO of Three for Three was like, "Hey, you're gonna remain here, but we gotta find somebody else to finish this because your vision ain't cutting it, Chief." No point intended. Um, That's what I think, at least. And there's been some rumors about that, Um, but also it more just goes to show the disarray of that studio, right? the The games they produce are really bad. Okay? From at least a single player perspective and a gameplay perspective.
1: And your perspective, I want to be clear. <laughs> and Some and, people might like them.
0: Well, I'm sure there are. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the multiplayer. That's never been the issue. right? Uh, it's more so the story, the lore. Um, and I think 343 is terrible. And I think they have people working on these games that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. That CEO, I'm not even going to mention her name, dude, because I'm going to go off. The CEO has done interviews where like, literally she's asked questions about Halo, and this is her staring at the camera. Yikes. Fuck off. Um, this was supposed to be their flagship thing. And now we're seeing all of these unboxing videos with like the Series X. It's out there. It's in the wild. Influencers have it. All over the box is Master Chief, dude. It's all over the place, man. They were banking on this being their launch title, right? Right? and they now were they nothing. and they were ready to go and now they have nothing now they have nothing xbox continues to not have any games they ain't got games
1: it's got game pass
0: they do have game Lots pass of and games and, on and, game pass. and listen there is there's plenty of stuff to play at launch on series x but i'm saying as far as like a flagship 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 thing this is Flagship has been, next gen yeah this has been so bumbled and fumbled and fucking it's bad bumbled and fumbled bumbled and fumbled um and to me, if I was Phil Spencer, I really would. I don't know what the deal looks like. I don't know what their contract is. I know they're part of Xbox Studios. If I was Phil Spencer, 343 would not be producing another Halo game. This would be it. They wouldn't. I Honestly, I would rather them fucking scrap it and start again. Recon 4 and 5, scrap everything.
1: Who does Halo Wars? Halo
0: know, Wars is heard. a company called, I want to say the... Coalition? The Coalition... The collective <laughs> or hang on. I forget exactly what they're called. Um,
1: cause they've done a pretty good job with halo, but they've done a, a ph-
0: type. Yeah, they've done a phenomenal job. Um, let's see. Developers creative assembly, creative, that's assembly, right. Creative man. assembly. They've done a great job with the halo Wars games. Uh, halo wars two story was awesome. Um, so at the, the, those, to be fair, they take place more so in, ingrained in the Bungie lore, right? It's not, it's not like continuations, right? It's not like necessarily entirely new content. So it seems, and 343 obviously helps develop those games, right? So it seems when they can rely on what Bungie has kind of set as the framework, they do a really good job. But when they try to create their own stories and new content and continuations, they fail miserably.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I think this isn't a good sign for here for Halo Infinite. It's not a good sign for Xbox. Um, I think, like you said, some some restructuring is gonna take place. I think, and um, we'll have to see how the game turns out in the end. You know,
0: yeah, I'm not holding my breath.
1: Could be the best of the three. Three four three is done.
0: Well, that won't be hard to accomplish for me. If the game is anything more than complete and utter garbage, then uh, I'll be fine. Bye-bye.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So we like anime, Brett. We do Take, like anime. Taking a hard left turn. We like anime. Um, yep. And this next story, I want to kind of let you go ahead because you're the one that actually told me about it. Um, yeah. But, Listen, go ahead.
1: There's not much to it. It's just uh, apparently Sony is finalizing its deal to acquire Crunchyroll, which is a, uh, anime di- distribution and streaming platform. It offers both, uh, subbed and dubbed anime in, in some cases. Um, so yeah, I mean, what does this mean? That's, that's what this whole discussion, this whole topic is going to be about with you and I, what does this acquisition of Crunchyroll mean for Sony? Um, who, by the way, let's start with this Sony already owns Funimation, right?
0: And what's so, and what's big about that too, Brett? Funimation. What's that? What that we're getting a month of Funimation Plus.
1: Oh yeah, we are. As uh, what PlayStation Plus members or PlayStation PS5 Plus owners?
0: P- one of the two. You, yeah. I think it's PS. It comes with a, like the PS5 comes with a month of Funimation Plus.
1: Yeah. So that's just them basically trying to shill their other platforms to PlayStation users. Right. Um. Now this isn't the first time that a potential uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation partnership has happened. Correct. Um, Although they're kind of competitors in a way, Funimation kind of uh, is more so English dubs of anime. Right. Because that's the studio that would dub all of the anime in America. Mm -hmm. So they've had other um, times they've worked together in terms of, uh, you know, streaming services. Verve, which was this weird company that that made a a deal basically where you would spend X amount of money a month and you get access to... X amount of streaming services. Mm -hmm. I think Shudder or or FearNet, one of those two were a part of it. Um, There was like a Nickelodeon one or or like a Cartoon Network one. And then Crunchyroll and Funimation were a part of it as well. You'd have access to both, but it's not the full libraries, but it it is um, some of the libraries. And I don't know if this is still going on after Sony acquired Funimation. Mm But I guess what we're getting at here is, is is there potential um, room for Sony to acquire Crunchyroll and then
0: merge that with Funimation? That's possible. Certainly possible. And I don't see why not. If they own both of them, I don't see the need to keep two separate um, entities that essentially do the same thing. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And what this would mean is that Funimation, well...
1: I don't know. Is Funimation the bigger name or Crunchyroll? I feel like in recent years, Crunchyroll has gotten pretty big, but Funimation is known worldwide, I know.
0: right? No, I, I think it might go back to your... Oh well, yeah, Funimation, I think, is definitely more, like, known worldwide. But I think maybe in the West, specifically the U.S., Crunchyroll might be a more um, household name, if that makes sense. And like you said, whereas... Uh, listen, they have a lot of the same stuff, but Funimation also is heavily involved in porting and, like you said, dubbing and localizing um, yeah. anime, where Crunchyroll, uh, to my knowledge, is strictly a streaming service.
1: Yeah, and so that what that means is that Funimation has exclusive rights to certain shows that Crunchyroll won't have in English. Right, So until now, you know. maybe. Well, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how that would work. I, I don't know if they would just basically say, hey, all the shit that was on Crunchyroll is now available on Funimation. Yeah. Um. Or would they keep Funimation as just mainly the... Well, because, no, there's Japanese stuff on, on Funimation, right? It's not just uh, dubs. It is. It's not just dubs, yeah.
0: No, it's it's got everything on there. I'm just saying they, they more so work directly with doing the dubs, you know?
1: Yeah, yes, they do it themselves. Right. And that's, that's interesting to bring up, actually, the fact that they do it themselves, Josh, because a lot of people, um, not us, but a lot of people do think that Funimation uh, dubbing is bad. And they think that they always use the same, yeah, they think they use the same actors for every project, which is true. They do use a lot of the same voices. Um, You'll be listening to, you know, My Hero Academia and you hear Vegeta in All Might. Um, You know, you'll be watching some random anime and you'll hear uh, Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. So,
0: yeah, but I mean, um, they probably have contracts with those people, you know, they're like, almost in-house talent. Why would they not use that? That doesn't necessarily bother me. I mean, I could see the argument why it might bother some people, but. To me, And to be honest with you, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I It just doesn't really bother me.
1: It's a kind of a case of if you like the cast, if you like their cast that they they reuse, it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But if you don't, I could see that being an issue where it's always the same people that you don't like. And you're like, God, I wish they
0: would just yeah. well, fucking use someone else. But. You know, Brad, as the saying goes for people that, you know, don't want to have the same thing, we have a system for that. And it's called watch the sub. Fortunately, we have a product for people who don't like the same voiceover artists. Watch the sub. I guess you're right.
1: So yeah, I mean, anything else you want to say about this? Uh,
0: no, I mean, makes I think sense. I think it's just. First of all, I think it's a, it's going to be a huge deal. I think what was it? It's like almost a billion dollar deal to acquire them or something like that. It was rumored. I don't. I don't even remember. I'll um, open it up real quick. Um, I think it's around a billion dollar deal, something like that, um, it's to a lot acquire. Of money. Yeah, to acquire Crunchyroll. Um, I think. <laughs> i think it's going to be interesting though because i mean it will almost give um sony a monopoly like on um, anime anime distribution um i know there's way more studios than just uh and services than uh, funimation and crunchyroll but at least in the west specifically in the united states that i'm aware of those are the two biggest ones i don't even know if i can name another uh, service off the top of my head
1: all right here i got i got some news for you so yeah um, Sony could end up spending more than 100 billion yen or 957 million dollars yeah. okay. on yeah. the U.S. streaming platform Which would also give them uh, its 70 million members around the world
0: Yeah, well first of all, that's um, a lot of members That's way more members than I would think that it has Yeah um, But also, yeah, so about almost a billion dollars
1: It says after acquiring Funimation, the anime distributor, in 2017 Sony gained 1 million paying subscribers, mainly in the U.S but Mm -hmm. came up against obstacles, expanding their customer base. So that could be why they want to get Crunchyroll in there. Uh, Worth noting, Crunchyroll has a free uh, option where you don't have to pay to watch. Mm -hmm. And it has 70 million of those and around 3 million paying subscribers in more than 200 countries and regions, including the US and Europe. And Crunchyroll would also give Sony more than 1000 titles that it could use to offer uh, on its platforms.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen. It's I don't have a problem with it. I think it is going to be crazy that Sony's going to, like I said, have uh, this huge anime fucking conglomerate. Um, I'm for it. Listen, I'm for it it too. I think it'll be interesting if they wrap it into any of their other services. Like, um, is it possibly possible that you get you could either have the same like PlayStation Plus subscription and get either Crunchyroll or you know funimation plus or them together or something like that with that or do they offer like a little bit of a higher tier playstation plus where you get playstation plus but you also get you know premium access to crunchyroll and funimation
1: or even just a discount for playstation plus users where you would get a discount on yeah
0: services that too that too um i know we both have used um funimation specifically in the past i've never i have a free account with crunchyroll but i've never really used crunchyroll that much because we have other means of like watching anime and things like that but um I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. I, I'm not against it, but I'm not necessarily for it either. But I don't have a problem with it.
1: That, yeah, that's that's, it. that's how that's where I'm at too. It's cool. I think it's a cool, um, exciting time. Uh, you know, I see this as a good thing. I don't see any of the negatives. I mean, I'm sure there is negatives here mm-hmm. that we're not touching on here, but um, mm-hmm. from what we see and what we know, this seems cool and this seems uh, like a good deal. And it's one of the things where I'm like. I, you know, Sony could be spending their money in a in a worse way.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, the anime market worldwide is, I, I, I don't have numbers on it, but I would guarantee that it is super fucking profitable. If I had to give it a give it a a, a number, absolutely. Um, yeah. and I, like, like I Sony thought,
1: does more than just gaming, and what this means is, yeah, just another it's another uh, avenue for revenue.
0: Exactly. You know? Absolutely, I agree. And they you know they want a slice of that pie and. Um, It's also a better idea for them to acquire other people than rather try to get involved in that market with their own thing, you know.
1: Yeah, they're becoming the uh, Walt Disney, the Disney of uh, the Disney of
0: anime. Wow, yeah, that's our thumbnail. That's our title. There you go. The Disney of anime. Okay, watch the sub. Done. Cool. All right, I'll let you uh, go into this next one because I know you're uh, you're bringing it to the table.
1: Yeah, Josh, we're going to talk about loot boxes today, which I know, you know, our favorite things in the world are loot boxes.
0: I love loot boxes. So
1: so we're going to, I'm going to preface with something, a story that we didn't talk about, um, because I think that this story uh, is a good lead into the next, to the the main part of this topic here. As long
0: as you did your research first, that's fine.
1: I did a couple uh, seconds of Reddit reading, so I think I'm I'm equipped to- I'm busting your nuts. Oh baby. <laughs> Bust them harder. <laughs> um all right, so Josh. Right. NBA 2K21 <laughs> is a basketball video game. Very popular. Very, um, very popular. Unfortunately. Yes. We don't play the game. We're not big uh, basketball sports fans. If anything, we'll play some MLB, the show, or something. Correct. That's accurate. Personally, I think that 2K has been killing sports games uh, as of late, and that's for reasons even besides what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm a wrestling fan. WWE 2K, that franchise, is absolute garbage. They've fumbled it every way they can, so much so that WWE 2K20 was actually canceled uh, completely, and they made a different... More arcadey game to take its spot for 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that. 2K, in my opinion, does not oh, handle sports yeah, games as well
0: because, like, well, like a lot of sports games, not just 2K. I mean, it's like the same cookie cutter thing year over year, right? Yep. Maybe every five years you get like a little overhaul of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's listen, it's it's like EA games. You know, they're a cash grab. They're an annualized cash grab, and I think it's disgusting. But you know what? They're profitable, so they're gonna keep doing it.
1: That's true. and I think the the answer to that problem, specifically the annualization of these games, would be to release one every couple of years and simply provide roster updates like they they already do in the game.
0: That would um, be too smart, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, every year they release the game and you could do roster updates. And then after that game's one year lifespan, the roster updates and all that kind of shit mm-hmm. just kind of like goes away. Even if they
0: charged for the roster update, I know As people will do Yeah, people will do it.
1: I would do it. If WWE 2K did that, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Buy new uh, gimmicks for the wrestlers, buy new outfits to match their current outfits, buy new characters. I would do that. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so t- NBA 2K21 is a full priced game, Josh. Yes, it is. That is forcing players to watch unskippable ads in game.
0: Never get too greedy, Franklin. The minute you do that, you lost your advantage.
1: So, what this means is that NBA, 2K, 2K themselves, are selling ad space in the game for players to have to sit through, and they can't skip it. Um, in my opinion, even worse than just unskippable ads are some of them were political ads. So political parties and campaigns were getting their advertisements played, unskippable ads, in a video game.
0: Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me.
1: Where the market, skew, you know, skews has a younger audience, um,
0: so that broke a couple weeks ago. When you say unskippable ads, you have to watch that. What do you that. mean? How in game <laughs> have, on the menu when you go into a game when you? I think it
1: would be a loading like to mask a loading screen. They would have an ad playing.
0: That's really you know? bad. That's really really bad.
1: So That's very bad. It's very, that very broke bad. a few weeks ago, and we didn't co- we didn't cover it. We didn't, you know, we kind of just let it happen. We let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. But now, 2K has fucked up again, Josh. Know, what are this they time, now? this could lead to some
0: to some lawsuits, Josh. And I'm about to call a
1: lawyer to sue your ass off. uh
0: Oh, by the way, I have no so, idea what you're about to talk about. So this is interesting <laughs> to me. All
1: right, well here we go. So NBA 2K and a lot of 2K 2K games have a feature called My Player, Josh. Yes. And in My Player, essentially, you buy these loot box card packs. When you open them up and you get players, okay? And you build your own team.
0: Yeah, MLB The Show play. has something similar.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. so you're building your own team, you're building your own roster. Now, should you have a create a team option where you could just do that and not have to pay to open the cards and get the players? Yeah, you should probably be able to do that. Should that be an unlockable? Maybe you unlock the, character, the the player for doing something in game. You know, you, you hit a couple ha- uh, home runs in MLB The Show and you unlock fucking Babe Ruth or something, you know? Yeah, that's probably how it should be. But in NBA 2K, um, that's not the case. You pay. Of course. Now, I'm not a big basketball fan. Correct. I don't know anything about basketball. Yes. But what I do know is that there is a basketball player named James Harden.
0: There is. Do you know anything about Mr. Harden at I all? Not, I do not. I've heard okay, his name well, before, but I, I, could, I, mean, I couldn't even fucking tell you what team he plays on okay me
1: too but apparently he gets james harden gets people's dick harden and they really like him a lot
0: okay i'm glad people like him all right
1: so when they announced that james harden was going to be available in my player mode people got really excited the dlc dropped the the new card pack if you will dropped Mm -hmm. and people started buying it buying it furiously trying to get this james harden card so that he could be a part of their my player team the problem, Josh, is that for 23 minutes, the first 23 minutes that this pack launched, James Harden was not added to the loot pool, although he was advertised as being in it. So if I can compare this to something, Josh, is in Overwatch, there's a skin that you really, really want for the Halloween event. Yep. And you drop all this money specifically for that one skin. Yep. Now, there's other skins, but they're not what you want. Right. And this skin was advertised as being part of it. So you want it and you're going to spend money on
0: it. Yes.
1: Now, what if they told you due to a, an error that that skin, although it was in the game, was not in the loot pool that you were buying packs for? Therefore, all of those chances you took to get that skin were futile. He wasn't going to pop. The skin wasn't going to pop up anyway. That's I, a good I would, comparison. I would
0: tell them I want my fucking money back. And I'm about to call a lawyer to
1: sue your ass off. And to exactly. my fucking dirty butthole. Now, I don't know how much it costs. I don't know, you know, people can spend as much as they want. They could just keep buying packs and keep buying packs. True. Um, but people could have lost hundreds of dollars here. They could have bought, you know, 20 packs and didn't get James Harden. And then they bought an additional 20 packs and they didn't get James Harden. It's that, um, that mentality of gambling, where you're gambling, you're like, "Oh, I didn't get him this time. Maybe if I play again, I'll get him again." Right, right,
0: right. But there should, with with the idea that there is a chance that you could get him, right? Which I don't yes. think anybody's thinking they're gonna guaranteed get him if he's in the loophole. But you have the, you're paying for the chance to potentially exactly acquire that.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. And it, in this case, there was no chance. They simply did not put him in the loop pool. Now, this wasn't a malicious thing. This wasn't on purpose. They clearly this would have saved them a lot of headache and agony and potentially money if they would have just put him in. Um, but mm. someone fucked up and they didn't. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, there's going to be lawsuits here. There's going to be this is going to be breaking news. This just happened an hour ago. This all just started breaking.
0: Did it say anything so, about them, or did they put out a statement about refunding people at all? I don't know
1: it was so fresh that they haven't made a comment at the time of us recording this, which is a good point, Josh. At the time of us recording this, the only thing that's happened is the pack came out, people bought it, and then they found out James Harden wasn't in it.
0: They should refund people's money or give they them should. that money packs that they purchased for free.
1: Or just give them James Harden maybe. or
0: that. Yeah. Um, which is
1: funny because that would be a big fuck you. Like, because I'm assuming he was probably the hardest one to get in the pack or would be. And they're going to have to give it away for free because they fucked up. It's like, fuck you. Fuck loot boxes, you know? So, oh, yeah, Josh, what do you think about this as a whole? Clearly it's bad. But what do you think? And what do you think about loot boxes in general? When is it done right, if ever? And, you know... With all of these countries banning, I think Belgium banned loot boxes. Uh, I believe two more countries just last week banned loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they deem them as gambling. What do you think about loot boxes? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, they are essentially gambling if you're paying real money for them. You know, you're paying for a chance to acquire something. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Um yeah. to win something. Um I don't necessarily have a problem with loot boxes depending on how they how they are done. First of all, They should only ever have cosmetic items in them, right? They should not be pay-to-win. They should not be game-breaking. They should not be, oh, if you get this, you'll blah, blah, blah. Like, they should be cosmetic items strictly, or even I don't have a problem with, like, double XP or, you know, things like that that you get in them.
1: Let me ask you. You might not know this. I don't know this. Is acquiring James Harden in my player mode, is that pay-to-win? Because is he good? You
0: know what I mean? Would that be pay-to-win? I mean maybe in a sense but also i mean i so i mean i I can only really give you my contact that i have with like mlb for example mlb you acquire packs like you get packs from in-game challenges and things like that and experience in game and your player level um but you can also purchase packs and in those you can get you know stadiums and equipment and um players right but for me that Pool is so diverse it's not like a call of duty right Where like oh you're gonna get this gun that's 10 times more powerful than anything else you know um so then maybe that's kind of what i would compare it to maybe it's a little pay to winnie because he's so good i would assume his in-game stats are so good but i i don't i think it might be a little bit different just because there's such a diverse pool of players to pull from if that okay. makes sense no, um, absolutely so yeah i don't have a problem with like usually strictly cosmetic things Um, But I think also the way that you present them and sell them um, are very different. Um, A game that does loot boxes really well, Overwatch. Overwatch has always done loot boxes really well. You can purchase loot boxes, absolutely. um, But you can also acquire them, you know, in-game from ranking up or whatever. Um, You can purchase loot boxes that are regular loot boxes. When they do events, you can purchase those. But you can also unlock those, like, things. So, for example, like, their Halloween events, you can purchase Halloween loot boxes. But you can always also acquire them from in-game stuff okay yeah a game that does not do them well um or maybe that doesn't more middle of the road that i think is okay but i think is too expensive apex legends right yeah you acquire them from leveling up right um from buying the battle pass and things like that they're all cosmetic items that are in there right um i don't necessarily have a problem with that i think they're way too expensive but the way that they're presented i don't have a problem with um yeah. for anything that is like, what's a bad example? Um, I don't know, NBA 2K (laughs) that we're talking about uh, to me seems like kind of a bad example. Something that would be game-breaking. Something that costs a lot of money. uh, And Something where the company is not transparent with the drop rate of different tiered items. Yeah. If the company is not transparent about the ability or the uh, percentage drop rate or probability of acquiring something or a tier of item, no, that's bad. No, no.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a good point to bring up actually because I think that during all of the the banning of the loot boxes in different countries, one of the things that was the, the conclusion in the case was they're not banned. Loot boxes aren't banned in some countries, but you have to, you know, publicly display the drop rate of the items in the loot boxes. Right. So that's a good point to bring up actually. Um, Overwatch specifically had to had to put the drop rates. Uh I don't know if they're in game, but they are publicly available.
0: Yeah. And that's fine. Um, listen, it, it all comes down to kind of just the way that the company presents it. If you're honest about it, and you feel like these are just cosmetic, that's fine. I think a game that does it terribly is like Modern war- or uh, Call of Duty. Um, they're mostly well, co- they, they're mostly cosmetic, they st- but they started yeah. adding weapons, paid weapons, True. and things like that.
1: I was gonna say so that was the. Maybe like two or three Call of Duties ago. Now they strictly do the Battle Pass, and there is loot boxes in them and stuff like that. But I don't know if you can straight up buy them. Oh,
0: you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And they
1: they made it so like you would have to actually progress in the Battle right. Pass, but there's... you still buy Battle Pass levels though. Right.
0: Just and yes, you're correct. I, I you're you were accurate. Um, but you need to buy like the premium Battle Pass to get. Some of the weapons and things like that that they had, I don't know. Whatever. I don't still like pay
1: that. to listen. Still pay to win. I'm yeah, just I,
0: I don't. I don't like that. And I think, I think Call of Duty, dude. Every time I open up Call of Duty, man, and I go to the store page, there's just so much fucking shit all over the place. That game is a is that, mess. Is NBA Activision? Two K. Two
1: K. I don't. Who publishes I is it is Two K the publisher?
0: Two K is know. the publisher. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Their parent organization is Take-Two, so.
1: Okay, that's what I thought.
0: Okay. And then their subsidiaries, 2K Sports, Hangar 13, Visual Concepts, whatever. So they're the publisher.
1: Okay. okay. They're just as bad as Activision.
0: Yeah, and EA. Yeah. Well, actually, it's EA Activision, so whatever. Anyway. Uh, really bad, not good. Uh, they should give people money back, and if they don't, sue them. Sue their fucking ass off. All right, my friend, to round out our show today, as we always do, Indie Intel. That's right. A little segment where we talk about indie games.
1: That's correct. And we try to focus on games that are made by small teams or, you know, one individual. Right, and that's exactly what this game that we're going to be talking about today is.
0: Right, so I'll let you get into it because it is you presented it to me, but I'll I'll at least read the flavor text and then I'll let you go away and tell me what it is. Okay. Okay. Alright, so the game we're talking about this week is called Pull Stay. Pull Stay is a wacky beat-em-up with a twist of tower defense mechanics. Or in other words, quote, final fight meets home alone in a Japanese comedy show, end quote. Your buddy, Susumu, uh, Hikikomori, who never leaves his room, needs your help. Use your fists to set up crazy traps to repel enemies from rushing into your home uh the solo developer of this game has also been a hikikomori for 10 years and uses that experience to bring a unique and fresh gaming experience brett yes
1: so can you tell me this game
0: can you tell me what a hikikomori is
1: yeah so a hikikomori is a shut-in uh in japanese culture so essentially someone that never leaves their room they like to stay in their room as much as possible right um you know some of the statistics we have here, statistics we have here are that there are more than one million hikikomoris living in Japan, mm-hmm. um, and the the reason behind why someone becomes a hikikomori varies from person to person. Uh, it could be that someone stopped attending school; and they never left their room since, uh, or they're sick of their workplace and they were never never able to return to social life. Um, they basically just find it very hard to maintain a relationship with the outside world, and they feel more safe in their own room.
0: Mm-hmm i.e., um, Futaba from Persona 5.
1: That's right. You see this a lot uh, in anime and like video games and stuff like that. There's like the shut in character. Um, and that's exactly what this is. So, as you mentioned, the creator of this game is a Hikiko Mori himself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How I found out about Pool Stay is a documentary, a mini documentary that I watched on YouTube. This is Nito a Japanese man living in Kobe. For the last 10 years, he has spent nearly 24-7 in his apartment. And it chronicled the developer and it basically talked about, uh, you know, what his life is like as a Hikikomori. Uh, some background information about him. He actually was a uh, Dujin artist, which means he was mm. like an unofficial, unlicensed, I guess, uh, manga, mangaka. So he mm. writ, wrote and drew the, uh, mm. the manga. And he was published, uh, I believe he actually did uh, pornography Hmm. because there was money there. And he said something like, you know, they're always looking for people that can draw cute girls. So they showed in the documentary some of his his artwork that he's done. And he's very humble. He thinks he's very bad, but he's actually pretty, pretty good at at drawing. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of how his his whole journey started as he was a mangaka, you know, drawing and writing anime. Or manga, sorry. Mm-hmm. But then Unreal Engine became free to use. And when that happened, he was, you know, interested in trying it out. And he started making his own game from scratch and that became Poolstay. And the cool thing about Poolstay is it's about Hikiko Mori. So he's basically creating a game about a character that's just like him. Right. Um, they even showed in his room where he sits at his desk the 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 rug, the, the like where his chair is is pulled like it's raw from him moving back and forth in his chair so much the carpet has is gone it's worn away mm-hmm. because he he legitimately sits every day at his desk and gets up and sits down and gets up and sits down um you know I don't mm-hmm. want to say this is like life or death for him but he also mentioned in the in the documentary that there's a convenience store outside mm-hmm. and he opens his window and he shows right outside of his apartment is a convenience store and he said, you know, he has like nightmares and like anxiety about having to go to that convenience store uh, if his game doesn't sell well, because he's going to have to apply for a job there and work there. Uh, he's not doing too well. Hmm. So um, I thought it'd be cool to, you know, shout him out, shout his game out. It looks absolutely nuts. dude.
0: It really does look nuts. It looks fucking crazy. It's right up our and alley.
1: I, exactly. And I don't want to say this game looks fucking like the next uh last of us or something like that. Like it's not some cinematic masterpiece, No. but it, it looks like it has some charm and
0: mm. it just looks weird, man. Yeah. The animations and the style, and the way it's presented and the sounds are very Japanese TV show. Like it said, um, yes, just really over the top. Very funny. Even the trailer is really funny. Um, so it's cool. As of right now, when we're filming this, so this will actually go out way before their deadline, um, which is nice because um, we've been kind of getting late with the last couple ones that we've done. Um, this will go out before his deadline. Um, and they currently have 70, 753 backers, 18 days to go at the time of recording this. Um, it's probably be 13 by the time this comes out. Um, and they have uh, over $19,000 of just a $10,000 goal. So
1: Which is good because that means the game's going to be made.
0: Right. So it's funded. It's fully funded it's almost double it's asking um, yep yeah the demo is available
1: too if, if anyone wants to try it out
0: it is actually downloaded on steam before we started and i added it to my wish list so nice which we
1: recommend you guys do as
0: well always yep Mm-hmm. It supports it so yeah
1: way. so what do you think i mean have you you never hear about hikiko mori's before or anything or what
0: um i I've heard that term before, but to be honest with you, it's like in one year out the other, but I, I, well, I don't not super familiar with the term. I understand like the, the social, um, aspect of that. And the fact that shut-ins exist because of a lot of the Japanese content that I've consumed, either games or anime, um, reading, uh, manga, like whatever it might be. That is a, uh, almost like a really common, uh, archetype of a character or stereotype of a character that they present in, uh, Japanese yeah. media. Um, which I'm sure is, I I don't know, the West has people like that too, but they, it's so prevalent in their culture that they had to make a term for it. So.
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah. And and it's a sad story kind of, because you feel bad for the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you know, he's making something that he cares about. And clearly he's, it's like a self insert. He's putting himself in the Oh, for sure.
0: For sure. Which is probably helping him explore a lot of that anxiety or why he is at Hikikomori. So.
1: Exactly, and uh, talking about the convenience store I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. he actually modeled what he thinks the inside of the convenience store looks like in the game, and you can go there. Yeah. So it's also like almost he's using the game to explore the world. He's going, he's getting out of his house through the game, right. which is something that even we we do. We play video games to get away from our normal life, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. So it's it's cool that he's creating a game that lets him do that as well. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um, so check out this project we'll put all the links in the description to the steam store page download the demo add it to your wish list check out the uh the documentary which i'll link below um which yeah. i need to watch myself um i did watch a couple minutes of it but i want to watch it myself
1: yeah um, absolutely
0: and um check it out go support the game it's got a couple of days left um yeah pull stay japanese comedy beat em up tower defense game very cool Very nice. I like.
1: Yeah. All right, Josh. Well, All right, Brett. I think that wraps it up, man.
0: That does about wrap it up. This is yet another week in the books. Episode That's 22. Right. I feel like we never stopped.
1: I know. And I told you last week, um, we've now, there was a time period where we made pot the same podcast Plan. And when someone on our team went a separate way, we decided to be in the best interest of everyone to restart with episode one and make mm-hmm. all the other ones private. We have now gone past that of what we did before, um, so we've you know this is the most content we've ever made in a row. So good job.
0: Yeah, you as well.
1: And you're the one pumping everything out. So thank you so much again.
0: Do my best. Sorry, right. you're doing other stuff that we have in the works, which uh, that's right. You know, in a couple of weeks we'll show.
1: That's right um I'm excited
0: for that. but yeah so be on the lookout obviously for all of these discussion videos that we keep putting out check out ones in the past um check out our phasmophobia video again we, we put a lot of time into that so uh please check it out um and we're gonna have some more content for you in the future check out our unboxing of these headsets that we have um i think we might be doing an unboxing of consoles um we'll see i don't We've, we've kind of talked about it. Um, and then uh, be on the lookout, I guess, for whenever we start planning game awards and stuff like that. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, we've done a lot of E3 live content in the past, um, and it's always a lot of fun because you see our live visceral reactions um, to what's going on. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that, and uh, that's it. All right. All right. Later, everybody. See you later.